Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Psychology of Dating podcast. My name is Nadine Newkirk, and I'm a clinical psychologist and dating coach. In today's episode, I'm going to talk about untangling stories and biases that people can have in their heads in dating, especially when using the dating apps. And to help untangle these biases, I'm going to introduce six core mindfulness skills from the therapy Dialectical Behavior Therapy, DBT. And yeah, these mindfulness skills, they're broken down into different components to be able to help people see reality as it is, not as we wish it to be or not as our interpretations and judgments kind of obscure it to be. So... When we think about going on dating apps, there's a common challenge that I find most people end up doing when I'm seeing them in coaching, and that is filtering too early, too strictly, and not not letting enough people through the net. So I'll give you an analogy. Imagine that you are going fishing, and if you're standing at the edge with your fishing rod and thinking... I need this most beautiful, colorful rainbow fish, this size with, you know, three eyes and (laughs) could be all different sorts of characteristics. And maybe you can't actually see clearly in the water. It's quite murky or unclear. So you can just see shadows or certain shapes. And you might be trying to only catch one certain type of fish. So you're moving your rod around erratically and you're seeing one fish come towards your rod and you're like, oh, no, I don't think that fish is good. You see that shadow and you're like, oh, I don't think the size looks good, and you move your rod to another area. That's going to be very one time-consuming, and you're probably not going to catch much. And often what happens is people have this idea of what they think they'll catch on the apps. They have all these kind of stories made up about the photos that someone's put up and the words that they've used and they've kind of created this person in their mind. So they've got minimal information and their mind has filled in the blanks and made up this full story about how this person is. They think that, you know, because they have a similar hobby, maybe you love hiking or maybe you love music and you see someone on the app who has a lot of photos related to that. And you think, great, they're going to be so fun-loving and adventurous. And then when you meet them, it's completely different. Or you could judge someone and decide not to swipe them because you think, hmm, their photos are too minimalistic. This person must be really boring or doesn't put effort in. And if you went on that date, you might actually be pleasantly surprised that you get along very well with this person. And with fishing, what we want to do is actually cast a wide net and catch a whole variety of fish. And then once you can see clearly, then you can sort through, put some back to sea, and you'll be more able to find the fish that you're looking for. And it's the same in dating. If you're going on the apps, you want to not have a very strict filter. You want to catch a wide ride of people, go on several dates, first dates, And then once you've actually met the person, that's when you want to start to filter more. So how can we untangle these extra interpretations and judgments that our minds do, the extra stories and blanks that it fills in, 
How can we untangle that from the reality of the information that we're being given at that very moment in dating? And I'm going to introduce DBT's core mindfulness skills, which is the what skills and the how skills. So the what skills, there's three in there, and this is what we do when we're being mindful. Mindfulness, you can think of the definition as being in the present moment with your attention, without judgment, with compassion, noticing things as they are. And then the how skills, there's three skills in that, and that is how we go about doing the mindfulness skills to be most useful or helpful. Because we can sometimes be trying to be mindful, but it could some it could be backfiring <laughs> if we're not doing it right. So the what skills. There is observe, describe, and participate. Now go through each one. Observe is where you're noticing through your five senses what you're seeing, what you're hearing, what you're smelling, anything externally. So if you're looking at apps, it would be the actual photos that you see, you know, the words that you read. If you're on a first date, it would be noticing the sound of someone's voice, the smells of the restaurant. And then you can also observe what's going on internally at the same time. So you can start to bring awareness to what types of thoughts, you know, what monologues or (laughs) stories is my mind kind of running as I'm in this moment. And there might also be certain types of feelings or sensations and also maybe images. And when we're observing, it's really important to remember that we can't observe someone else's thoughts. If you're ever thinking, oh, this person just thinks I'm so boring and they're so uninterested, that's an assumption. All we can do is make inferences based on what we see. So if you see their body language, maybe their eyes were kind of darting towards the door or maybe they stopped answering our questions. That is what you're observing. You're not observing that they're thinking this is boring. That's an assumption. And also notice if your mind is jumping to conclusions or fortune telling. Minds love to do this. So you might be on the apps and then you'll suddenly be imagining the type of date that will be with this person and remembering that's the powerful imagination of your mind and not reality because you're not on the date with that person. You don't know what will happen. All you have in front of you is a few photos and a few bits of words. So this can be really helpful if you're having conversations on the apps. Noticing is your mind starting to build this whole personality about this this bot in front of you when really you don't know them yet and you just want to use the apps as a mode to get to meet someone in person as quickly as possible, not kind of using conversations for weeks on end to try and assess, you know, are they the right person? We want to get to a short, quick date, video date, in person, you know, short coffee or walk or something more casual so you can then actually see how that person is, not what your mind is making up. The second mindfulness skill is describe. So this is where you can put words to what you're noticing through your five senses, externally and internally. 
and it helps you get the facts straight. So if you're noticing you're on a date and maybe you're feeling exhausted or you're feeling a bit bored, you could describe that feeling, noticing that you're feeling heavy in your limbs, noticing that you're finding it hard to concentrate on what someone's saying. And if you're observing that with that mindfulness and not judging it, then you might be able to actually know where that feeling's come from rather than just assuming it's a situation. Maybe you've had a massive day and no matter who you went on the date with, you would be pretty exhausted. (laughs) And if you tuned in and were mindful to how you were feeling just before the date, maybe you could have taken a bit of time beforehand to have a quick power nap or maybe you could have scheduled less dates that week or something like that. Then you've got participate. So when we're being mindful, we're in the moment. We're not caught up with the past and past histories of dates or things that have gone wrong, and we're not caught up in the future and worrying about what won't happen or predicting what will happen. You're going in the moment, moment by moment. And to do that is to fully participate. So if you're on the apps, it's not kind of half messaging whilst watching TV, whilst chatting to a friend. And then, of course, it's going to feel unsatisfying having a conversation with someone on the app. You might really engage and put, you know, a lot of energy and effort into a few text messages and then ask them on the date and really participate in that conversation so you get the most out of it. Or if you're on a date, you could be really noticing where you are in the moment being curious about how that person speaks, the tone of their voice, immersing yourself in the moment. Sometimes people call this like a flow state. So if you have a certain hobby you love, maybe it's surfing or art or something like that, you might notice you get lost in the moment. You're just noticing the smell of the salty water, the waves, the feeling of the motion of the board. And generally, if we're more mindful we're feeling more content. It's important to remember as well that when we're being mindful, it's not only of the pleasant moments, but it can also be the uncomfortable ones. And at the same time, this can help you process more easily and move through whatever's going on instead of automatically trying to get rid of it or judge what you're feeling. So if you're feeling disappointed that a date hasn't worked out, someone's ghosted you or they've texted you after six dates that it's not working for them. You might want to automatically not feel that disappointment or that hurt and you want to get straight back on the app and swipe, 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 swipe to try and get rid of that feeling. The difficulty is if you're swiping in that state, it's not going to be satisfying. No one's going to be good enough You're going to be thinking, oh, I'm never going to meet someone. You know, it's not going to work. Those worst cases will be floating through your head. And, you know, that's not the most effective to actually process that disappointment. Whereas if you allow yourself to feel that emotion and like a wave, it'll come up for a peak and it'll also come back down the other end, then you can mindfully approach another activity without feeling that strong disappointment in the background. 
Okay, now we've got the three mindfulness skills of how you go about being mindful. The first one is non-judgmentally. This is normal, our minds judge. It's to do a quick shortcut in the world to try and keep us safe or not safe. We judge, okay, this person has these clothes that don't look as fashionable, therefore maybe I won't get along with them as much. Or we can judge that someone looks too short, so all my friends are going to be, you know, really weirded out by that and, you know, it'll never work. So we can come to these quick snap judgments, sometimes within seconds and we don't even realise they're there. Our mind is saying something's good, bad, right or wrong. The difficulty is when we're judging things is it makes our mind go to more extreme places and it creates more extreme emotions and extreme actions. So if I judge all short people will never be a good match with me. That's a very blanket judgmental statement. Then when I go on a date with someone, if they're shorter, I might already be checked out. I'm not in the conversation. I'm not engaging in an enthusiastic way. And that can change the results of the date that maybe I actually could have had a really flowing conversation with this person, really got along, found out that they have some really lovely qualities However, because my mind made those quick judgments, I kind of blocked myself from knowing that. So when we're being non-judgmental, there's a few things you can catch. Is your mind putting kind of value to something? Good, bad, right, wrong? And we just want to say more kind of neutral ways. Not that everything has to be positive, but that's uncomfortable or, you know, that's challenging. It has a different feeling to it compared to saying that's completely wrong, they're completely horrible. You might also notice if your mind is doing all or nothing words, like it's always like this, I'm never going to find someone. If you're using that all or nothing language, again, that's fortune telling, mind reading, and that's not the case. We want to use words like sometimes or I've noticed on occasion and That gives room that sometimes it can be like this and other times it'll be like that. The second mindfulness skill is one mindfully. So doing things one at a time. Sometimes people I've coached might try and see a whole bunch of people at once because they think that'll get them closer towards their goal of finding a relationship. But if you're having... Imagine you're having like 40 dates in a week. At the end of it, you're going to be so exhausted and you're not going to remember who you saw. You wouldn't have been able to fully participate and throw yourself into each dating situation because you would have been distracted. You would have been having this pile up of different emotions from all the dates. So you'd be confused about what you're feeling towards which person. If you're having 40 different time meals in a week, you're not going to remember what the fifth or tenth time meal was like, you're just kind of going to have this oversaturation effect. So when we're being one mindful, it's really proceeding one task at a time. If you're going on a date, then staying off your phone and being in the moment. If you're feeling an emotion, pleasant or unpleasant in dating, being with that one emotion at a time, 
not avoiding it and then adding all these, you know, three or five emotions then in your bucket. Finally, the third mindfulness skill of how you be mindful is effectively. And the word effective is linked to knowing what is your long-term goal? Where do you want to get to? So thinking, do you, what do you want in dating? Are you wanting to meet new people but more in a casual way? Are you wanting something long-term? If you want long-term, what are your values in the type of relationship you want? Do you want consistency, humour, adventure, uh, intellect, kindness? There's so many different ways that you could wish a relationship to be. But if you're not clear on your goal, if you're not clear on your values, the direction you want to head, often we can be just blindly going with the moment and not giving ourselves time to stop and pause. And before we know it, we might be really far off track. You might be walking through the jungle and suddenly you're five kilometers, you know, or 50 kilometers from where you wanted to be. So when we're being effective, each choice we make, with, when we're mindful and consciously making that choice, we're thinking, does this action bring me closer towards my goal or further away? And that can really help bring clarity any little decision that you make in dating. If you think, oh, I'm sick of it. I don't want to go any more dates. This is too hard. I'm never going to meet anyone. And you delete the apps and you decide to not go to that friend's event where there could have been new people there. Ask yourself, is this bringing me closer to meeting the person that I would like or is this action actually blocking me off from meeting them? And maybe what you need is a mini pause. Maybe you're needing a weekend just for yourself to relax or just to see friends and then restart rather than avoiding for the next eight months <laughs> trying to do any dating at all. So really asking yourself, what is the most effective action in this moment to bring me closer towards my goal? And when we're doing this, we let go of the idea of I should be doing it this way or it has to be like this, but more just doing what works. At the end of the day, it's more satisfying to get towards your goal than getting kind of short-term relief or doing things the way that you think you should because other people will judge you otherwise. Okay, so I'll pop the link to the DBT manual, which has those core mindfulness skills if you want to learn more about that. And if you'd like to look at my free guide called Top 3 Mindset Shifts in Dating, I'll pop a link in the episode show notes. Have a lovely day or night wherever you are and I'll speak with you next week.